Welcome to Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage. Tonight, a special success edition, because it's our 10th show, baby. Happy, happy dime time is what Woo! we're not going to be saying during the show. No, That'll be the last time. Because that'd says, be stupid. That would be pretty stupid. And with me, the man that needs a five foot two introduction, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing tonight? I'll tell you one thing, Kevin. There is one thing that's five foot two on me, and it is not what you think it is. So, well, what a definitive statement. So we are here recording episode ten because we have the Ultimate Fighter on Raph's favorite channel, Fuel TV, coming up this Saturday. <laughs> but before we get to this Saturday, I'd like to take a moment to go back in mixed martial arts history. Raph, do you know what happened on February 10th of 2007? I do, but it's only because I'm looking at the page that it says uh, exactly what it is. Damn it. First rule of improv, Raph. I, I, well, I guess you're supposed to always say yes. So do the Yes, and. So you're supposed rule. to say yes, and. See? Yes, and. February 10th, 2007, Renzo Gracie won a match against former UFC light heavyweight champion Frank Shamrock. Upstart MMA promotion Elite XC on its debut night, Saturday, February 10th, 2007 on, wait for it, Showtime's Network. So this must have been um, pre-Strike Force, right? Yep. I think we all remember where we were on that day. Obviously, February 10th, 2007 was a doozy for me and uh, my junior year in college. Aww. It was a Saturday. I was probably at some snowed-in tournament. In Salina, Kansas, uh, hating my life. <laughs> and if you've ever been to Salina, you know you know where I'm at. Jesus. Big, <laughs> big news for our next segment, though. Raph, how are you handling all of the fan mail with these Ultimate Fighter reviews? You know, uh, I just take it one piece of fan mail at a time. It is it is tough because we have so many people who are, are so into what it is we're doing. I would say it's the biggest thing on the internet, uh, just short of cats. You have to be, I would agree. I mean, you have to be up there in the most Googled things right now. Yep. Everywhere we go, people are asking us about these Ultimate Fighter reviews. So here it is, back by popular demand. If you haven't listened to the show over the past few weeks, Raph is taking one minute to really... Grit down and review The Ultimate Fighter, because who has time to watch it every week? And if you don't have time, or you do, and you forgot what happened, or you don't know what happened, here is Raph's one-minute review. Warning, this is The Ultimate Fighter in one minute, and here we go. Last week on The Ultimate Fighter, John Jones is really bad at his job. More different peel from Key and Peel is eliminated, and some guy named Bubba was an idiot. But how do I know this is the beginning of the show without the sounds of, This is the ultimate! Did you know that Sharpies can give you abs? <laughs> Kevin Casey calls out Bubba McDaniel in the most convoluted ways, this side of Kanye West. Nah, 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 I respect you, but I don't. And even if we don't get down in this house, I'ma come after you in the streets. Turns out cooks drive Uriah Hall crazy. Uriah Hall then admits he once got slapped so hard he became a fighter. Also, Uriah, really competitive. Today I learned not to be nice enough to let someone else get lucky enough to armbar me. Adam Sella, what separates me from everyone else is that I don't have to do this. So suck on that, housemates with no money or lives. John Jones, you know, Adam's <laughs> grappling could be better. So I'm going to show him how to crack someone's head with his elbow. Sail, chael psychology at its best. Offense, offense, offense. Because when has defense ever done me any good? 
Who knew Chael Sonnen was really Dr. Phil in disguise? But after watching Chael get all mushy with Uriah, I now understand why he needs testosterone injections. Dana, I'm not saying I have a fucking favorite, but I fucking love Uriah Hall. Adam's got melon cojones, but is still kind of jealous that Uriah looks like an action figure. Does someone want to tell John Jones he carries his dog like a laundry basket? Hey, you guys want to, like, sit around the campfire and tell scary training stories? Round one! We've got a stand-up fight. Lots of energetic claps and woos from the spectators. As Adam gets pushed around the cage, does a couple of spinning back fists for good measure. Looks like he's in the fight until possibly, maybe, the best kick in UFC history, which sends Dana to almost break the sensor button with the amounts of shits he lets out after that kick. Dana wants to celebrate so bad. (sighs) (sighs) Guys, where am I? I don't know what am I in the fight. It's all right. He's okay, everybody. So you pretty much got KO of the season. Uriah, gosh, Adam, sorry I hit you that bad. I hope you don't hate me. On the next Ultimate Fighter. Kevin Casey, Colin Hart? Wait, where did that come from? Bubba doesn't get what Bubba wants. Keep those sunglasses on your hat, Bubba. Ooh, yeah, Macho Man voice by John Jones. I just want to win next week on the UFC on FX, and I am spent. Yeah! Woo! The people are speaking. Oh, they are speaking. Woo, how about, how long was that? Uh, I wasn't timing it. You're, what am I just supposed to time it for fun? It's your bit. You're doing the whole review. Yeah, it was about a minute. You know, if we were professionals, we yes, it had to be about a minute. I'm sure I'm if we were sure professionals, we'd know this kind of thing. Well, you know, I think that says a lot more about us uh, than it does being a professional. Couldn't agree more. Love the review. There are a few notes we wanted to go back to. Um, first of all. Yes, had to be the most explosive kick I've ever seen. Just, I thought yeah. his face was broken. It might be. I guess we don't know. I, just, I thought he, I thought he was genuinely having some sort of medical development as a result of the face kick. It was really awkward to watch Dana White have childlike glee to someone getting knocked out in the face that he had to contain because he's like, shit, this kid might have died. But, oh, God, I want to celebrate. Yes, if he did die, can you imagine the ratings? That's what was going on in (laughs) Dana's head. He had both the devil and the white angel on his shoulder. And both were probably Mm. not drinking a can of NOS if the sponsorship had drilled down to it. Let's definitely talk about that. Yes. Uh, My absolute favorite tweet that I put up uh, on our, our Twitter. And I, I have been live uh, posting when I'm watching this show. And, and we've had too. some some nice folks who have uh, have uh, tweeted us back and whatnot and had some good conversation about it. But this was my favorite one that I tweeted out, which was, Sorry, at Dana White, you can stand there with a Nas Energy drink all you want, but I won't believe anything unless you actually take a drink from it. <laughs> I don't know that i've seen someone stand like it's like he had bob dole arm for a second and just had it stiff. that's not an awe that's that's you know that's a description it's yeah, better than bob dole penis which is still applicable yeah. but not quite the same no i agree hey, why would you and know you and i have talked about nas's already like awful marketing campaign yes it, yes he just holds it there and did you hear what happened in, during that scene what's that steve mazaga steve Mazagati, Steve Mazayati, whatever it is, he it's what it's Mazagati, Maserati, Maserati. Thank you. Oh, like yeah, the Steve car. Maserati. Cool. Yeah. Okay, that's easy. So he comes in and he goes, guys, Adam's gonna be okay. 
He was just unconscious. They expect his memory is going to be back in the next hour. And walked out. And everyone was yep. perfectly okay with that as like a, hey, he's going to be fine. He should remember who he is, where he's at, and his general family here in, I'd say, the next hour. Thanks, I love Steve. That it's, it's as if uh, they got a paperclip and pushed the part of the computer that resets and said, it'll be about an hour. <laughs> I I love that part, too, because... Uh, I was watching with my girlfriend and the best reaction is like, so she's like tweeting or texting or, you know, on her phone. And I go, uh, you know, you really should watch this part. And she goes, are you serious? I go, yeah, yeah. You're like, you're going to miss the moment. And she looks up and her reaction was, damn! (laughs) Right when that kick happened, I was like, that's how you know it's a good knockout. (laughs) It literally, I was also watching with a significant other and we both lost our breath. And we weren't the only ones, because so did Adam Zella. Yeah. Oh, God. That's an awful joke. It was the worst possible knockout. And I will say, again, here's what they're doing right. They're embracing the violence of the sport. This is what I tweeted during, during the watching of it. I'll tweet from our account. I was tweeting from my own. For the first time, the show is not running away from those hidden scenes, those behind the scenes where you like hear the coach yelling the type of violence you need. I really like that they're doing that. Yeah. So here's another classic example of we're going to show you the 20 seconds, 30 seconds after a knockout and like how fucking terrifying it can be. So big yeah, applause. I just – I don't know what it was for me, but as I was watching it, uh, I couldn't help but just think like – God damn, that's that's just a terrifying moment to be there to the point where even Shale looked at Uriah and just goes, "Yeah, you, you might want to come back here." Yeah, hey, hey, just uh, scoop back just in case. Just, uh, um, we're gonna take a second before we raise your hand. Yeah, he, let's uh, let's let's all shh real quick. <laughs> let's just give it a second. It was so terrifying. It was also like the perfect storm of. It was the fastest. He throws devastatingly fast kicks. Yeah. That guy does throw some mean leg kicks. And Adam just moved to the right, right as it was going, and just pure fireworks worth of connection. And then, even to make it worse, it's within like the last few seconds of the round, too. Yeah. Like it was bad enough because at least when Adam was fighting him, he'd, he'd get like those kicks that I like to say, uh, are in those movies when the hero looks like he can't overcome something mm-hmm. that like every time he just got like a, a front kick, he, he staggered back. <laughs> and if you were watching any form of UFC, uh, like on their fan page or on their website, they essentially gave it away the entire time. They just said like, someone might die tonight. Or could this be the best knockout in UFC history? (laughs) What could it be? We don't know. You only know two of the participants. Maybe one of them knocks the shit out of the other. Who knows? I think the jig is up on whether or not it, in fact, could have... That could have genuinely done damage. I'm not going to say it could have killed him. Because he was obviously fine like an hour or two hours later, whenever his memory came back. Once they hit the reset button, he was... Once they hit reset, faculty restart. I did want to say... They deleted him back. uh, I did add a couple new things to the drinking game. 
Uh-oh, uh, go for it. One was every time there's a time lapse that shows a casino in the background. Yeah. I That's love the one. time lapses because they're the most unnecessary thing that they have to leave those cameras out just to get oh. the sun setting. And that way you know there's a, a difference between the day. Does it also feel like you should have to finish your beer if we see John Jones' dog again? Yeah, I guess. I You know, I couldn't stop laughing at the way he was carrying that dog. Oh, it was a puppy. Yeah, it was a cute puppy, too. Yeah. Um, it was a very cute puppy. The other... Hey, going back to something you joked about, yeah. those rash guards with the abs already painted on. You know, that wasn't even it. The, I mean, that's funny, too. The one I was talking about was... When at the very beginning of the episode, I think it was Adam who drew on the abs on the photo. Oh, really? That's what he got the Sharpie for. And he was just like, I just wanted to have some abs. <laughs> uh, which is why I thought that was so, like, it was both a sad foreshadowing and a really ridiculous moment that I said, oh, God. <laughs> I wish I could Somehow get some photos of myself and just go, stone. hey, Raph, you're so ripped. Look at that. You don't have to do a sit-up at all. You just need to get a Sharpie. Uh, I'm so proud of your abs yeah. that you're doing here. I also added uh, that... Either way, they're both ridiculous. Most don't draw on abs and... I will say I also added that the uh, the campfire on there is like the 15th fighter in my brain. It's like the missing cast member of the crew. The fire? Oh, yeah, the the, the fire pit that they have that they keep going out to. Oh, it does add a, a a nice, I don't know, what's the word? A kumbaya sort of yeah. show element. We're going to get to see a lot more tears and hear a lot more moments. <laughs> I just didn't expect for when John Jones went out there to have that moment with them every day to go, yeah, I basically, you know, I can't read, but I'm here to fight. And then everybody starts tearing up and it's like, yeah, what'd you expect? You're all by a campfire. Wouldn't it be better if somebody was like, I'm bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with Coach Tibbs. And that's just how it... And then it ends and it's like, next episode. There's not even a fight. They've just fully embraced how... Uh, what people would rather the, see. The that's funny. other thing I, I don't think I've mentioned to you, um, the, the coach known as Stonehorse. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, no. He's like bald and... Well, yeah, uh, but this dude looks like a man. Like, I want that to be the spinoff of the show because he looks old as shit and has no reason to be there. But every time I've seen him, I'm like, this guy looks hilarious. I want to know more about him. <laughs> I'll we should put that in our daily suggestion. We will. We send to Dana White via email. Yep. Hey, Dana, um, think about a possible spinoff with crazy. And if you Other guys bald fighter can coach. If you guys have uh, any spin-off ideas, we are always open to those as well. Yeah, I also we're we're just open. That's a great time to uh, mention please go to iTunes and rank the podcast if you're listening to it. Yeah. Uh, we have no way of knowing what our what our listening app is like with the iTunes so a lot of corporations and other podcasts may have the ability to check those things. We don't. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> you know, we're we're the uh, scrappier understart, yep. just trying to get our ground game solidified. Maybe we can be sponsored by Nas, and we could not drink it on the episode. Shit, dude! One of the few... Do you realize how much 
we would have to erase from our our catalog of shows if Nas ever decided to They would probably not be stoked about how much we've mocked there. Or maybe they'd be into it. They'd be like, it's so extreme. We love how much you guys are making fun of us drinking Nas. (laughs) Or they just hired their nephew's marketing (laughs) firm. They're like, thank you. You're so right. He sucks. He's the worst. This next topic I am actually really excited about. You and I have talked about this before. We talked about this like the second or third episode. We wish we had this. The UFC officially has their rankings of pound-for-pound fighters. Yeah. And it's like actively on the website. (laughs) That's going to be a weird day. Can I ask a question? That I'm not sure. How is Dan Henderson number 10? What's the last meaningful fight he was able to uh, accomplish and win in the UFC? Um, he had a, a knockout at some point. That sounds. It sounds like it happened definitive. five years ago. Yeah, so you have the exact same response uh, I do. It's I don't like, know. I mean, maybe he's me? just a good guy. There's there are some questions on here only because Dominic Cruz is number seven. Okay, and it's like, well, who has Dominic Cruz beaten in the last? Uh, he's injured. I get it, but when you're injured, presumably you're not one of the top five pound for pound fighters. That's why you take the day off. Oh, here are the people he's beaten in the past few years. Yeah, of course, Bisping was like four years ago, which feels like God that does feel like a long time ago. Uh, he also beat Sorbel, Fedor, via knockout. Cool. And, uh, Shogun. Okay, so... I'm excited to see him fight, but that's not, I guess, that's not tonight's show. (laughs) Do you feel okay about the rankings, or you, where are you on this? Uh, okay, here's what I'm gonna say about the rankings in general. I think it's weird to publish rankings from the USC's perspective, if they don't mean anything. And Fair. it's not like they're going to base fights off of these. It's just really odd to see any any purpose for them. And I think comedically in my head, all I can think about is the phone calls that must happen after those rankings get pushed up. <laughs> because I, in my brain, fighters are emotional and act emotionally sometimes. And I just love the idea of Dan Henderson calling up Dana and being like, dude, I thought I had the seven spot. What the shit? You're telling me I can't beat up Demetrius Johnson? <laughs> Is that what you're fucking saying out loud? You put Demetrius Johnson in front of me right now and let's see who's seven tomorrow. <laughs> I got 80 pounds on Jose Aldo. <laughs> I've got I'll beat that motherfucker up. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and Kane Velasquez is just back there like, yeah. No, yeah. No, I'm going to have trouble beating up GSP. Yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I think it's just weird uh, because it feels like when other organizations, or not other organizations, but other places uh, like websites or people do top rankings, it, it feels silly. So to have the actual organization put out uh, a ranking system when it doesn't have anything to do with it, it just seems kind of confusing and, and almost uh, – Kind of mean, especially if you find out that you're not on that list. Agreed. And while that list has some debate, there is a list. This is the worst segue to another bit. Is that a Schindler's history, list? By the way. 
No, I don't know why I started with it's a list. I was trying to go to our communication scholars bit and I just There's no I way to communicate miserably. a link between those two. How about this? Right now I have a list of uh the top two performers on the Verbal Tap podcast. Do you want to know what you ranked? Kind of, yeah. I'm going to give you a hint. It's not one. That's Do you hear that? That's the studio audience in shock. It's certainly not me messing around with the soundboard feature that... Okay, you know what? That's fair. I'll take second for now. Though, need I remind the people that are doing this ranking that it obviously seems very fair, whoever they are. You arranged a panel of some sort, I'm assuming? Of course. Uh... <laughs> okay. I would remind them that you did not watch the last series of Bites. <laughs> so now you're just <laughs> trying to sell me out. making those rankings. <laughs> what a dick. I can't win on my own merit, but... <laughs> Ref's way worse than me because he doesn't watch the fights. Hey, hey, I don't have to beat a whole tribe of people. I just have to beat you. Well, guess what? You're not because I'm ranking number one right now, Uh, (laughs) which is a great segue into communication scholars. You and I would like to help out Dana White because he's getting his ass kicked with this whole... This whole back and forth with Randy, well, the Couture family, I guess, is what we'd have to call it now. So go ahead and introduce our our credentials here. Of course. Now, some people might not know this about us, but Kevin and I are actually two nationally recognized public speakers. Not that you can tell from listening to this podcast or anything. And between us, though, we have literally dozens... Half of dozens of national it's, titles. The exact number is not important. Uh, sure we've done exist. well, I think, sure. is an important thing to say. And as such, from time to time, we like to offer simple solutions on how UFC fighters and public figures can better their war of words. Uh, and with that, we'd like to call this segment Kevin and Raff, Communication Scholars. Nailing it. Thank you. So, our first topic the Couture family versus. Dana White. Explain why Dana's losing here. Okay. Raph, if you might. I'll try and uh, summarize this very quickly for you guys. Um, Dana White and Randy Couture, I guess, had a split. And part of it was due to the fact that Randy has signed on as a coach for Bellator, the UFC's closest rival now. Uh, That did not sit well with Dana White, who then basically said that Randy Couture could never corner or even attend this is the big note attend attend could not buy a ticket to come see one of a ufc fights in the future not welcome as a paying (laughs) customer in dana white's very large house like it makes me think that randy couture should really get dressed up in a top hat and a coat and try and come in disguise with a mustache and see what happens (laughs) i thought the other thing i thought he should try and come in and when he was rejected, staged like a sit-in. Yeah. Of course. Now, all of this becomes even more complicated when the, you figure out that Randy's son, Ryan, has now been offered his first fight in the UFC. Yeah, he's beaten an impressive list of former Strike Force fighters. Yep. Uh, just gave up his professional... He was a, he worked in banking, I believe, and he just gave that up two years ago. Good for him, That's man. what the article you sent to me said. Yep. So... so Yeah, continue on. So I think we're at this weird standstill of, we know the situation, but what really could be improved? 
the first thing that we see is Dana White going on his tirade where he said that he would ban Randy Couture and basically putting Randy Couture on blast by saying he was trustworthy enough to have Randy and his wife leave their baby with him during the Christmas break or before the Christmas break, but not trustworthy enough to do business with. And Dana says he never wants to do business with him again. And that'll probably change in a year and a half like it always does. Yeah, they haven't delineated if they're still doing the daycare situation right. or if they've ended that that relationship too. That would be great. But here's the question. Dana's losing points because Randy and his son are being perfectly normal. Yes. They're just like, I mean, I don't know why he's so pissed. I mean, it's just, it's the fight world. Yeah. Of course, they're rival competitions. There's only so much money to be made in the UFC and Dana and his family are very good about keeping that money internal. And honestly, Ryan Couture, even though Randy had a good response, which was, you know, that's the way Dana feels. I'm um, sorry to hear that. I don't really read any of that stuff, which, you know, debatable. He probably does. Yeah, but a good answer. But great answer for him. But Ryan Couture had the most awesome answer of anybody involved in this situation by just saying, you know what? Yeah, uh, my dad's still going to be involved in every part of my training up until the fight. There's more than just the day of the fight. And, uh, you know, it's not going to ruin our relationship and I'm going to fight in the UFC, which sounded like the most grown up of all the participants in question. Yeah. And even Randy's just been like, you know, I'm proud of him. I just yeah. want him to succeed. I don't necessarily have to be his corner man. So their hard line makes Dana White just seem silly and vengeful. Yeah. But so now Raph and I are going to we have some strategies. That's right. As communication scholars, we do have some suggestions. I'm going to start with a dramatic one. OK. Perhaps, Dana, these are addressed to Dana White, you should not be employing the same tactics as Al-Qaeda. Okay, let him finish. Perhaps you should be a smidge nicer and not threaten to essentially abduct his son financially and... There's a hint of spiritually. (laughs) Perhaps you shouldn't be trying to hold him hostage for some sort of ransom or you to just acquiesce to his demands. Let's be adults, I guess, is the opposite. So it's like Dana read the book Inside Al-Qaeda and was like, yeah, these guys have some strategies I can use. I'm going to feel really bad when I see Ryan Couture get waterboarded. I think it's going to be really oh, terrible. That's the surprise for the next. It's like Ryan Couture is, in fact, not fighting a human. He's fighting a half man, half lion bear instrument. Oh, my God. And he's going to fight the is. robot. He's going to fight Cletus the Robot. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so we've cracked Dana's secret evil plan. Do you have any suggestions for Dana? Yeah, Dana, here's what I'm going to say. I've been professing this for a long time. I think it's time you get a second person to be at least a spokesperson for the UFC. You need to get a better thank, publicist for this and God. not get so involved. Obviously, you have beef with Randy Couture, and I think that is well documented. So you don't even look like a credible kind of person on this one i think you need to let this one go through your publicists and just let it be because the more you speak about it in press conferences the more convoluted the answer is going to be so i'm going to go ahead and tell you as a suggestion leave it to the press releases dana white yeah yours is pretty good um one more joke one (laughs) he really can't figure it out um seth mcfarland's huge right now he should have Seth MacFarlane just uh, read some of his press statements, and I actually bet that'll go over really a lot better. Okay. So that's uh, 
That's my... I mean... What did you just say? What if he had Stewie reading the entire thing? People would find that endlessly amusing, and he wouldn't come off quite such a dick. Maybe. Oh, stop with your maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to support Let's you. Let's move to Fuel Fights. Fuel <laughs> number seven. <laughs> king, they call me the king of the segways, Rob. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I love that you're taking number two <laughs> on this podcast. So great. Yeah. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta play your role when it's your turn. <laughs> Matthew Riddle, whose nickname is Deep Waters, versus... Che Mills, whose nickname is Beautiful. So presumably it's Che the Beautiful Mills versus Matthew Deepwaters Riddle. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Riddle on this one. Just because of the Deepwaters? Yep. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll agree. Let's go with Deepwaters. Though, actually, looking at his jib, I'm going to go with Beautiful. Okay. All right. Ryan Jimmo, whose nickname is The Big Deal... Versus James Tehuna. Um, I can pronounce one of those names, so I'm going to go with the big deal. I'm going to go with Tehuna because he, though he, that does break my rule, he doesn't have a nickname. Yep. So back to big deal. I, I got to stick with a rule. <laughs> I got to find one rule to go with. Yeah, Jorge the Sandman Santiago versus Gunner Gunny Nelson. Wait, is Nick Is Gunny? Gunny the worst nickname if your name is Gunner? Oh my god. <laughs> His name so your name is your first name, a less cool version of your first name, Nelson. That's what your nickname is. Okay, cool. Um I'm not going for Gunny. No, we gotta both go for the Sandman. Yeah. Cool nickname. Alright. Oh, we've had him before. Cyril Diabate. Nicknamed the Snake versus Jimmy Poster Boy Manua. Uh, based just on nicknames, you got to go with the Snake. Oh, see, I think Poster Boy is a really good one. He's got he's got like a little paying homage to his NBA things. You know, you like uh, you dunk on someone, you put a poster on him. Mm. Ooh, we have the fight of the uh, very very shaved head, Dustin Diamond. Borier, <laughs> Dustin the Diamond versus Cub Swanson, who is one of your favorites. Based off of the fact, time out. He has palm trees tattooed on his abdomen. <laughs> uh well, I'm gonna go with the Diamond. Where are you going on this one, dude? I couldn't be going harder for Cub Swanson. Really? He looks. Oh, he is prison tatted up. <laughs> So here's our our main event, Michael Mayday McDonald versus Renan Burrell. Um, I'll go Burrell. I how can you not? Yeah. Have you even heard of the other guy? Um, Michael McDonald is a very popular 1980s singer, uh, who I believe had the hook to the song "Regulate" with "I Keep Forgetting Him." Is that the right guy? That sounds like, yup, gotta be the right guy. <laughs> uh, yes, Things will never be the same again. That guy? Yeah, he's great. I like him. Yeah. Well, you were already a lock for Ultimate Fighter 
reviews in under two minutes, but now you're going to be a lock for musical guest of the year <laughs> with uh, that poll. So, fuel fight should be good. I think Burrow's going to handle him. Burrow's a good right. fighter. We've arrived to that point in the show everyone's been tuning in for. There's been a lot of tr- Twitter traffic about the co-main event podcast and the diss letter, what it was going to look like. Yep. Feeling pretty good about this one. You should. Um, do you mind if I read it? Uh, yes, of course. You do it. Read it. <clears throat> and when you do this, rem- remember, you are representing this podcast, so do not let us down. Uh, I appreciate See? Rage Captain. Raph Esparza. There it is. That's what people should do in the, in the octagon. Exactly. Don't let us down. Kevin, you got right. this. You got this. You're going to show them who has the better podcast. <clears throat> They ain't recorded on a professional cat. They ain't performing on a professional cat. <laughs> Dear D Nuggets at Co-Main Event Podcast. While we would, of course, like to scream your names into a microphone while insulting your ability to handle a punch or to have an active ground game and uh, be a ground-and-pound recipient, well, we are. We do all have to face the facts that we're not actually fighters. Um, we're just merely people pretending to know about the people that do those athletic semi-violent, pretty physical, taxing moves. So consider this our podcast version. We are, we're calling you out. Yeah. The only way we know how. By asking through an electronic communication on your Contact Us part of your webpage that if you would like a rival, we would like to be your rival. We think we are better than you. We will show that to the people. Yours truly, Verbal Tap Podcast. Look for that in your inbox. Boom. Well Gauntlet done. laid. I appreciate the parts when you started speaking like Malcolm X in there. Thank you. I it felt Malcolm X-y. Uh, you know, I mean, first of all, it is February, so uh, why not let him be your inspiration? But I kind of feel like he's been getting ripped off throughout history. It's true. With that aggressive <laughs> style. It's like that's what most people do when they really want to show – Fire and passion, they go right into the that Malcolm X. He kind of invented that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, okay. I, uh, it took glad we're everything finally in giving me not to, the... to use the Macho Man voice to back you up uh, as you were doing it. Just because I, I was feeling the rage. Good. You helped inspire it. I did, man. That, that rage factor is hard to deal with. And it's hard to, like, manufacture. You can't just throw something out there and... and, and sound like you're intensely hateful unless you really believe it you know couldn't agree more you're speaking the truth right now it's true and uh, and I'll, speaking of truth i will say this uh to our friends over at co-main event podcast i will actually be at ufc 157 in anaheim should you want to show your face to half of this podcast crew just half. Just half, because Kevin lives really far away, and it's uh, yeah, I'm not gonna it's a lot of money for a flight. You know what I mean? A lot. <laughs> uh, but he could possibly Skype in. Sure, we could Facetime it. That's right. Uh, although I I don't know that I have the Skype that makes the calls out. Yeah, I, I think yeah, you get the idea. I have to though. be on the internet. Yeah, it's not easy, but you know, yeah. just, there are options. So what I'm saying to you guys is this: it's out on the floor. Ball is in your court. Other generic cliches. See you there, maybe. Boom. Boom. 
They're feeling the fear. I you think tell so, they're feeling man. The fear. I would like to acknowledge some of our Twitter friends out there. Please become our Twitter friends at a verbal tap cast. You can find us. A good friend of ours, and we mentioned our speech credentials, someone we met on that circuit, August Benassi. Thank you, Mr. Benassi, for the uh, cool tweets. Plus, he's just a fun person to bounce MMA topics off of. August so. is uh, is good people, and, uh, you know, basically, uh, I guess you guys do a, a pretty good show. Uh, yeah. I, I've listened to it. I think it's pretty good. I find your personation of him just simply insulting, and I want that noted for the record, especially insulting. if August is listening. Please. Want... You didn't find <laughs> Michael wanna... McDonald insulting five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I should have been much more insulted. The world should have been much more <laughs> insulted. I'm gonna. We're going to tag Michael McDonald now, too, as the topic <laughs> in this podcast. We'll let people take it however they please. <laughs> Uh, big shout outs to No Stalling and BJJ Fender Finder. Fender. Uh, yeah, the cold sneaking up on me. Batting BJJ Finder. Yep. Uh, my friend Kenny, who's fighting over at the Abu Dhabi trials down oh, in Miami awesome, man. today. Yeah. The, did you see the the pictures were all over Facebook yeah, I from did. my BJJF? Cool stuff. Um, always cool stuff. So those are my shout outs. You got any? Yeah, I got one uh, to Keith Russell, otherwise known as at bad to bone 666 Yikes. Uh, he backed us up on uh, Dana White's Nas non-drinking on Twitter, so that was pretty cool. Uh, cool. I suppose we can also give a quick shout-out to Josh from Raleigh. Uh, very funny stuff. Josh actually told us he uh, got the family place response. I saw that. I saw that. I felt his pain through Twitter. And like I said, among the things that we're compiling, one of them is if you guys have ever been rejected from a place or a bar, let us know because we are compiling those. And we want to make make a list so that if you're ever in an area, you know exactly where to go or not to go uh, to go catch a fight. Definitely. That's fantastic. All right. That does it for us over here at Verbal Tap. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Damn! Damn! Damn!